with you, rockin' with you So everybody have fun tonight Everybody have fun tonight Cause I just wanna have fun tonight With all of my friends, all of, all of my friends All of, all of my friends, all of, all of my friends Ian Young, my co-host and uh, the third member of our clan. Um, I think he's upstairs cleaning his room. Uh, young Aiden. <laughs> so, how's it going, Ian? How you doing? I'm doing good. You sure? Yeah. Okay. You well rested? Uh, yes. <laughs> what time did you go to bed last night? Man? I don't know. You don't know? No. Super late. Uh, yeah, I would say it was like three. I would say around three. Three in the morning. Oh, Jesus. That's how you do it. I'll be knocked out. I mean, I was not that. I did, I, I would say I did, I did wake up to myself, like, snoring, but, like, it was, like, super loud. It was like I was screaming. For real? Yeah, I, I woke up to that. My, my, my throat kind of hurt. Oh. That's why I got that string right here. You're tired, man. You get some rest at night. I'm good. I'm good right now. Good you good right now? You sure? Yeah. Okay. All right. You sure? I'm sure. Okay. How was your week? How's it been? It's been good. Been good? Yeah. You had a good week? Yes. Okay. Oh, I'm going to ask you how you like my setup. It's good. It's different. I'm talking about the general setup because you was kind of talking trash about me. Last I wasn't week. not. Yeah, you said this setup kind of trash. I wasn't saying it was kind of trash. What were you saying? I was just saying. I, <laughs> I wasn't trying to uh, talk, speak bad on it, you know. Uh, was it too? Uh, were, were we too close together? No, nah, I was fine with that. Oh, but okay. I, I, I understand what you did with this. Okay, so you good? Mm-hmm. Okay. So anything exciting happened this week? Um, we made a bench. Oh, I was wondering if you were gonna be able to say something about that. I don't know. Yeah. Look at you, Ian, coming through. We made a bench. Actually, we made a picnic table. It is kind of exciting. Why is it exciting? I mean, it was a lot of work. I would say it was more work than I thought it was going to be. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and I guess I guess what makes it exciting is that it's for my Eagle Scout project, so we got that done. Okay, good deal. All right, so for those who don't know what's going on, um, Ian is actually a Boy Scout, and he has been a Life Scout for almost, what, two years now? We don't, we don't talk about it. <laughs> okay. So Ian's been a Life Scout for almost two years. And so um, with the Life Scout, um, next up is Eagle Scout, which is, you know, pretty much the ultimate um, rank in uh, Boy Scouts. And um, just having to motivate him or uh, to get on board with finishing the Eagle Scout project uh, so he can be Eagle, that's all that we've been lacking. And so we finally, finally, with a lot of big push from the troop, um, got his Eagle Scout proposal done, turned in, and then we started working on the bench and um, or the picnic table. And so now that we complete the picnic table, we have to present it. He has to go before the council, and then you'll be an Eagle Scout. So what does that what does that feel like? Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> Why don't you know? I don't know. Right now I'm kind of chilling. The only thing I um I guess he's I'm nervous about is having to go in front of them people. And say what I have to say. Oh, okay. But do you feel a little bit, you know, accomplished that we've gotten this far? Yeah. Now, think about where you came from, which is what I kind of want to talk about today with us. Is the is your first experience with Boy Scout, and it's something that um, you know, I kind of threw you into. But I didn't throw you in about yourself because we all did yeah. it together, mm-hmm. which um, to make it better. But I guess the ultimate thing, the bigger point I'm trying to make is, you know, um, when dads, particularly me, but dads in general, force things upon their children that, you know, one, they don't feel like they want to do or have the motivation to do or even thought about doing it, but they do it anyway. 
and then later on looking at you know what they've accomplished is like you know kind of feel like they glad they did it you know do you feel like that's some way in Boy Scout yeah and other things also yeah. But right now, I want to take, talk, talk particularly in the Boy Scout because I'll get into another point later. So, <clears throat> what was your first thoughts when we first got in Boy Scout? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it was anything bad. I think I remember. I mean, it was with all my, with all my boys. So it was like something we, it was just one of the things we did together. Okay. And uh, for those who don't know, we, um, uh, so friend, friend of mine's, um, of mine. Um, we collectively, I think it's what five dads, six dads, all together. Yeah, six or seven dads. I'm sorry, I think about it later. We all decided to um, put together a Boy Scout troop. One of the, one of my friends, he's actually an Eagle Scout, and um, you know, with all our boys been growing up together, playing soccer together, we decided to to, to form this uh, Boy Scout troop. And so we formed a troop. We're all troop leaders, and all our boys are, um, are in the troop. And we kind of grew it with um, several other boys in the community. But mainly, the hub was you know us dads, five dads. All right, so five dads and all of our um, our sons. And we started the Boy Scout troop, and uh, we've grown from there. And um, it was challenging at first because they didn't know what to expect, and we actually didn't know what to what to expect as being uh, Boy Scout leaders. But um, with the kids, it was it was especially different because uh, we started doing things that were beyond our comfort level. And one in particular is going on camping trips and summer camp. And so, uh, Ian, I want you to speak a little bit about the, your first experience at summer camp at Camp Rainy Mountain. Uh, and Camp Rainy Mountain is up in the North Georgia mountains. Not the what you call it? Not the what? Benjamin Hawkins. Oh, that was the first one, wasn't it? Okay, 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 okay. So let's found upon your first camping trip at Camp Benjamin Hawkins. I would say Benjamin Hawkins, it was kind of a bad impression for me at least because one, it had rained mm-hmm. like before we got there, so everything was wet and the ground was wet and we had to like put tents there and all that stuff and I had to sleep on like a wet floor and then but I forgot what I forgot what we had to what we had to do because like we I don't think we had, we had no badges we had to get like the like the beginner badges right that. so whatever we did it's like it was one thing we had to carry someone and go like back and forth and like then I, we we made like hobo burgers <laughs> which like they got like the little the little patties that you uh-huh. like just put on the George Foreman grill right and we got to put it in tin foil and just set it over a fire and then we just there was no buns right. So Ate it like that, right. and then I think, uh, <laughs> then I think we had to learn how to cut wood, something like that. Yeah. And then I think the last thing we had to do it was a five mile walk. Uh-huh. But I got out of that because my grandma was in town. <laughs> You're so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to that one. It was a five mile walk, like for no reason. But I still got the badge though. Yeah. The one thing about that experience, um, even as camp, as troop leaders. We had no idea what we were doing, and um, you no, know, we just, you know, we're we're all educated men, you know, we all, you know, somewhat accomplished in our fields, so we figured we figured we can do this. So um, I just remember, um, you know, um, Daniel just getting all this equipment like he does, <laughs> just got all this equipment, and we said we're gonna do it. Camp Benjamin Hawkins is right, it's 20, 20 minutes down the street. From the house, it's nothing. We can do this, and it was during Christmas break. But cold, I remember, it was yeah, cold too. yeah, I, I, it I, was I forgot about cold. that. It rained that day, and it was really, it was really cool. I forgot it about was freezing. that. And so we get there, and we don't know that you have. It's like first come, first serve. So meaning, when we get there, they just point us to a campsite, and we got the crappiest campsite there. You know, um, it wasn't. It was knocked over bushes or trees everywhere it was like mud puddles like water just everywhere we were trying to make the best of it and uh, at that very moment your daddy I was like I can't do this like I'm ready to go home but with um, with all y'all kids right there looking at us I had to tough it up toughen up and so we actually made friends with a couple of other troop uh, leaders who you know seemed pretty cool and they kind of gave us some pointers and then I just remember it was just bad we didn't have a bathroom we didn't have a shower Cause some kids messed up the showers. Oh, I, yeah, I remember that too. 
And they, they was, it was like a fire extinguisher. It was something. Yeah, they yeah. did something. They, dirt, they just messed up the whole bathroom. Yeah, so it was. And so it had to be condemned no the whole time. So there was no showers um, the whole entire time. I think we were there with. Was it two nights? Three nights? Might have three nights. Alright. Two or three nights. But it was, oh, it was awful. And I tried to do the best I could to put up a good face. And um, y'all didn't know the wiser, but I was ready to go so as soon as I got there. But the, sto- the horror of that story is the fact that. We did that. No one quit. We talked about it. We have good stories. And then that summer, we went to summer camp. That's where I want to get to. Summer camp up at Camp Rainy Mountain. And um, let's speak about that experience at summer camp. Um, what were you thinking? Because, you know, that building, that, uh, the Anirandak that we were staying in? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't vibe with that. Because it's like... It's like closed in, except for walls. It's like missing a wall. Uh huh. So it's just like three walls and then a roof. Uh huh. And we in the wild, so it's like bugs and stuff. Like uh, people found people find a scorpion in their shoes, and I'm like, what happened? They would have got stung or something. I don't know. And I don't know. And then spiders and all the, all the stuff in it. Like like everybody everybody's just trying to find like the cleanest bed. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I think that was the only thing. Honestly, it was just like. Just sleeping in the Anirandak was the only thing, cause Gold Rush, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, cause it was. Oh, fine. That, that, that was the last one. Yeah. Well, that's all we get to is the fact that you know that first that first experience, like it was another horrible experience, and then this one, I think, was me and Stephen. We were the only two there for the first for the first half of the week, okay. cause Daniel and Chris had to work, and so they came later. So the first, so they kind of missed that first three days uh, when. Y'all jokers was like, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> like, jokers were crying. I didn't want to call their mother. There's no cell phone. There's no telephone. There's no Wi-Fi. There was nothing. It was just... The bathroom sucked. The bathroom, yeah. The bathroom sucked. And it was just, oh my goodness. And not to mind you, we were, there were only so many black people that were there. So it's kind of like, we were there like a ragtag bunch, just trying to hold it together. And these kids, you know, y'all was like, uh-uh, I'm ready to go home. So, but the thing about it is, I like that story because we didn't know what we were doing. We were kind of like a laughing stock almost because we, we, you know, we just weren't uniform. We didn't know what to expect. But, um, but people were trying to help us out, you know. But um, it, it was just bad. And I just remember going back there. I think we went back there two or three more times. Three more times or two more times. We went two more times. We went three and all. Yeah, two more. And I just remember the transition from. That very first time not knowing what we were doing to the last time we went, man, I was so proud of y'all. Like everybody was following y'all. We won, we won a bunch of awards that year, yeah. and it was just it was just good. So um, you know, just thinking about those experiences, I guess you know, like I said, the, the the larger point was what it's like when I introduce or tell you I want you to do something because I see the larger picture of how you know it can benefit you. And when you receive it, you're like, I don't feel like doing this, you know. And then at the end, you look back and say, that was a good idea. Will you ever admit that? Admit? I mean, I'll, I'll say it now, but do I, like, by myself, just look at it? I don't. Oh, you don't? I don't. Oh, okay. Well, maybe when you get older, you will. Maybe. Maybe? Maybe. Okay. Another example I would think about, too, is uh, you playing soccer. What about you? Because I force you, I kind of, not force you, but, you know, well, you want to play, you played, you did all right, but it was at one point you didn't want to play anymore. You ever call that? Okay. You were like, you know what I'm saying? I kept, like, forcing you, like, no, keep doing it, keep doing it. And then as you continued on, you kind of, you blossomed and you really enjoyed the game. You know, you don't think about that? About me not wanting to play? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. You don't remember that? Um, at all. How was it? How was I? Huh? How was I? Eight or nine? Yeah. I think it was when like the team kind of started splitting. Probably one. Yeah. Because yeah, I think originally it was just more about you just hanging out with your boys. And then when they split it, it, just didn't, it wasn't fun anymore because you were playing with some people that just, bad. <laughs> wasn't about that life. Mm. But then it got better, I guess, when you got in high school. You think of that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's going on? Nothing. Oh, okay. You good? Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, I don't know. So, I look at, um, so, 
how do you how do you trudge through through when I introduce something to you and you don't want to do it? How do you deal with that? Um I mean, I don't know. I mean, usually, I mean, usually, I I don't have any other choice, so I just do it. And at the end, I just I don't care because I don't have time to be mad about it. I guess. Do you ever sit back and see the the the, the benefit of it, or no? Um. Sometimes I guess. What's an example you have? I don't know. That's why I said sometimes. Cause I don't have an example. Uh, I don't have an example. I have an example that could have been, which I will. I'll, I'll admit my my varsity jacket. Okay, go ahead. Tell the stories about that then, please. <laughs> indulge. So it was buying a varsity jacket, and you know you put all that stuff on it, and my dad asked me that I wanted anything on it, and me first first. Um, my first thing, I was like, you know, it's a jacket. Like, I don't want that personalized stuff. I just want a normal jacket, you know. I like, I don't have time for all that other stuff. So I got the jacket, and it was just, you know, it's just a normal jacket. And then, <laughs> uh, I think, I think I was like the first one to get my jacket. You were the first person to get your jacket. I was so proud. Yeah, and then like you know, then that next year, everybody got their jacket. Everybody got like all their stuff on it, and I was like, dang. It do look kind of cool, <laughs> and I, I I'm still over here sitting home with a blank jacket, and like I got I, like I, I I have stuff to put on it, I just don't have it on. Everybody got their stuff on. Yeah, it's like dang. Yeah, and that and I, I allowed you <laughs> to decide what you want to do with that jacket, even though I knew at that time, dude, you. You don't know the culture of a Letterman jacket. Like it's a it's a walking highlight of your accomplishments, you know. And uh, you were adamant about I don't want all that stuff on my jacket. Don't put that stuff on my jacket. I'm like, dude, like, okay, if you feel that way. And then you would never wear the jacket. So I'm pissed because I'm like, dude, you got this jacket since your freshman year. You know what I'm saying? Wear the jacket. I don't want to wear. I don't wear nothing. Then finally, you told me. Could you put uh, my patches on, please? And I was like, see, I knew I should have put that stuff on from the get-go. But, I mean, I guess it did lead to something. Because my jacket is, like, it's, like, different. My jacket like, one of a kind now. Because, you know, because they got their stuff done by the company. And we got our stuff done separate. And the funny part was, that, I don't know, about, I probably, probably did tell you that when I did put on the jacket, everybody, like, they thought I, like, just got it. I was like, dude, I've been at this. Correct. Yeah. You know. And I'm actually glad I got it early. Because the, the new jackets that they have now, I don't like them. Yeah. So, um, no, I, so I guess we're in the midst of it. Like you said, you still don't you still don't feel a ways about doing the Boy Scout. You don't see, like, the parallel of soccer, but, like, that small um, example of the jacket is that sometimes I feel like you just got to trust me. And I think you do into it. You do in a sense because you're going to do it. And, uh, you know, when I ask you to do something or when I, you know, get you involved with something. You're normally going to do it. You don't put up a big fuss. You know, you just do it. But sometimes I've been wanting you to do it with some enthusiasm. You know what I'm saying? Knowing that I'm not going to lead you in the wrong direction. You know, um, like case in point, we were talking yesterday. Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. Yeah, we were talking about the bench yesterday. Like, you know, you know, I'm walking on eggshells to help you finish your Eagle Scout project. Like, hey, man. Hey, get up. Let's go do this. Let's go do this bitch. And you're like, okay, you come down. You got an attitude. I, I, I ain't had an attitude when I came down. I had an attitude on the phone. Okay, you had an attitude on the phone when I said, hey, it's time to do this bitch. And you're like, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, like, this is for you. Like, come on, let's do this bitch. And so, um, you know, I just, I don't know. It's just tough. I, I want you to have enough examples to see that everything that I've introduced you into or everything I've quote unquote force you to do has been impactful and very beneficial to your well being. Um, case in point, I um they sent an email, uh, your school sent an email and they're about to close down your um your email account. Why? Because you graduated already. Oh, oh I thought you were talking about Clark. I was like, oh no 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 no, 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 no I was gonna say I was like dang really <laughs> <laughs> did I kick me out <laughs> no nah, MBS so I didn't know if you wanted to go back through and keep some of that stuff that's what it said if you have some stuff on your email that you want to keep or in your drive you can just transfer it over 
So I know if that's something you want to do. You want to do that? I have to look at something. I don't know what I would keep. Okay. Well, you know me. I, I went through, I started looking through some things just to see, you know, what you want to keep. Some videos, some pictures, some assignments. And so um, I ran across one of your first assignments in religion class. Uh -huh. And you had to write about your transition from middle school to high school. You uh -huh. remember that? You remember that? Yeah. Um, I was gonna read it to you, but I'm not gonna embarrass you to read it. But one of the just one one of the main points that I saw in what you wrote was the transition was is kind of difficult because I'm moving from one school to the next, and you said you didn't want to go, you want to stay at your old school, but you had this line that like just it kind of tugged at me a bit, and you said, but my parents are forcing me to go. Mm -hmm. I would rather stay, but my parents are forcing me to go. And so um, it kind of made me think of that time, like yesterday when I when I called you and you said you had an attitude, you know, because I'm telling you to do something that's you know that's going to be beneficial for you. And I felt the same way with changing the school. You know, you complain about that that old school a lot, and we complain about that old school a lot. So we found a school that was you know right for you, but you still would rather stay. <laughs> I know, I and I, I I told you this before. It was just the um the people. Uh huh. Like I feel like I'm, if I'm being so honest, like um. At Ace, I just feel like the people were like, I don't know. They kind of like got me. I, I, I feel like I, I could be friends with like everybody. Whereas at Mount. You ain't got to say the name. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Oh, That's where, fine. Whereas. Um, Your high school. As the yeah, school I go now. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Whereas the school that I go now, um, I don't know. I just feel like there was something. I mean, I, I I know a lot of people. I mean, still, you know, I know a lot of people. But like, I just there's just some people who, like, I wouldn't say that I could. I I, mean, I could be friends with them, but I couldn't really be like close friends. Cause like, mm -hmm. you know, like some of my jokes. You know, I joke around a lot. Whereas like Ace, I feel like I could deliver everybody. Cause like you know, well, you know, we like sometimes when I when I still go back. Mm -hmm. Now everybody they, they kinda know me. Mm -hmm. Whereas they're not the sales, you know, there's some people who are like they know my name, but they're not like, Oh, he cool. Mm -hmm. Or maybe maybe they'll be like, I've heard of him, I guess he chill. Mm -hmm. Like, you know. But yeah. I feel those are people I mean, I, definitely I, I complain about like, you know, how the school worked and stuff like that. But it was, it was just the the people, Your people that, that I cared about, yeah. So I guess I was gonna ask like but in hindsight, looking back now from that first year of not wanting to go, being forced to go to new school. Do you see benefits of you going to that high school as opposed to staying to other high school? I mean, yeah, yeah, we have talked about that because, like, one, I, I would have been going through the same thing that you know that was complaining about and academically, yeah, academically, mm -hmm. which would have been a, you know a little struggle, and then um, sports, mm -hmm. that would have been, I guess, I don't, know, I guess would have been. <laughs> yeah, oh. Hey, come on, dog! You I gotta mean, admit, like, honestly. I probably would have rocked it. Yeah, but collectively. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the school I go to now, it's like, it's a harder opponents. And just having the satisfaction of beating those harder opponents makes me feel like that we're, that we're better. Yeah. Whereas at my old school, I mean, like, like they, they made it pretty far. Mm -hmm. But if the school I went to now when it was in their, like, their same... Mm -hmm. Little, uh, what's it called? Their conference. Their region. conference? Then, yeah, yeah, then we would have been, would have been state champs yeah. easily. Yeah. But, I, but I'm not even, but you know, collecting the team, and y'all can, that could can be a debate that y'all been having for a while, you and your other friends who stayed about the better team. But, you know, being a father and seeing things that you can't see, like whether how they treat you academically. How they were treating you sports related, you wise, you know, and what you accomplished at this new school, you know, your growth academically has been amazing. Your growth athletically has been amazing. I don't think you recall like the type of things that you like when you were playing soccer there. Like you was an eighth grader, you know what I'm saying? Been playing ball since you were four years old, and kind of had you ride the bench. You remember that for sixth graders. Oh yeah, I I mean I I do, but at the time I didn't really like notice it. Mm, that's what I'm saying. So as a father, you know I'm I'm noticing things. I'm like that's not right. You know my son puts it in work, and then I can see like his little 
you know, little politic games that are being at play here. And I just want you to be a casualty of that. So I want to put you somewhere where, you know, you know, your your work speaks for you. I don't have to play a game and have to be buddy buddy or friends or be in the in crowd for somebody to notice my son. And I feel like that's what you got at this at that new school. You know, you struggled your freshman year, you know, like any anyone else did. But your coach really saw something in you and how you work and your work ethic and your strength, and you just progressed tremendously. You know, and I don't think I personally don't think you would have progressed that same way at your old school because you were always been looked at just as this kid that's just out here playing soccer. You know, no one no one really invested in you, invested in you, and I saw that, and so that's what I you know I talk about like you said, you didn't see it while you were there. It's certain things that me as a dad, I'm going to see, you know, and try to point you in the right direction, even if you can't see it. And I need you to kind of trust that. And so I'm asking, do you normally, do you, do you normally trust that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess you could say it's trust because I don't really think about it. Like, like I, I don't think you're trying to do something bad. Mm-hmm. I'll just be like, I mean, like, I don't want to do it. But, you know, I think I, I got to do it. So I'm going to just do it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah, that sounds like trust to me. <laughs> That's how I trust you? Yeah. <laughs> But when we go transition to a point where you're gonna do it with enthusiasm, like, okay, man, you don't think it's ever gonna happen? No, because I'm, I'm saying like I, I'm gonna do it anyway. Uh huh. But I feel like if it's something I don't want to do, then I, I'm not just gonna be happy about it, you know? So let's get. So what do you want to do? I, I don't know. Like, what, what what sense are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm just saying like I'm gonna do it either way. Uh huh. But if it's something I don't want to do, I, I can't just get all cheery about it. I'm be like, I don't want to do it, but I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. It, so, is there, are there any other ways that I can? And sometimes I feel like that's on me. Is there, are there any other ways that I can present it to you, where you can say, "Okay, I want to do that." Um, is that is that is that where I'm losing you? You know, with that because I don't. I, I know I have had a lot of problems with explaining things. You know, I'm just like, "Hey, put your shoes on. Let's go. We're gonna do this." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and not really give you the whole scope of it. Is that part of the problem? The communication. Um. I would say sometimes, but but there are even sometimes. I would say sometimes when you tell me like beforehand, maybe like a week beforehand, it's better. But I, I still don't want to do it. But I'm not gonna be all like grouchy as I am when you're like, let's go, we're doing this right now. Or I, I, I don't know if you you've done this like recently, but I know you used to do it, which I hated it. Is when you would ask me, you said, do I want to do it or do I not want to do it? You ask you 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 should do it all the time. I'll be like, nah, I'm good. And you be like. Do it. We're doing it. I'm like, why, why would you ask me then? Yeah, I, <laughs> you're right. And so that's one thing I had to learn too. I would try to give you the option <laughs> with the uh, hopes that you're gonna side with what I'm saying, because it's like, you know, I, I, you know, I even ask the question in a way where I want you to say yes, and every time you be like, Nah, I'm good, and I'll be mad. I'm like, Uh. We doing it like that's it. So, so now I guess I got to a point where I can't ask you anymore. You know, because I feel like you personally gonna take the road less. You know, most travel like you're gonna be like you're gonna side with Nah, I'm good because you you're good you're good with chilling in your room not doing anything until you necessarily have to. You know, but I feel like there's some things that you need to experience and need to be involved with. You know, to help develop you, and if I give you that choice, you can decide with. Nah, I'm good. And um, so now, I I got to the point. I think it maybe sophomore year, junior year. I was like, hey dog, I can't keep doing this. Like this is what we're gonna do. You know, and um, I think I just need to do a better job at giving you the total scope of why we're doing it, and what the benefits are, and not just you know saying, hey, we're doing this because I told you to, because I want you to. And, um, and that's something I had to do with as a, as a father. Um, and I, I say this all the time with your brother Aiden. Your brother Aiden asks a lot of questions. You know that. And so my response is always, be, is always like, because I said so. Or it's always like, I'm, I'm your daddy. You know, or listen. And I had to check myself, you know, trying to figure out why can't I answer his questions? Why don't I just give him the answer? It's not going to hurt. You know, he says, where are we going? You know? And um, I instantly revert back to my dad when they would say, just shut up and ride. You know, mm-hmm. just shut up and ride. Or, are you driving? You know, um, I just I just remember them saying that to me so much that in turn, I start doing the same thing. You know, 
And so, and then when I sit back and think about it, and he's very frustrated, you know, Aiden's very frustrated when I don't give him the answer. I start asking myself, well, why can't I just tell him where we're going and what we're doing and what we're doing it for? You know, do you, you know, do you feel like I, I've done that to you sometimes? Um, Not give you any answers? No, I mean, with the questions part, usually I... I just accept it. I'm just like, you know, if I ask you a question, you give me like one of those answers. I don't think you ever give me an answer like that because I don't think I've like asked it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know, this might be me, I don't know. But I feel like when Aiden asks questions, like obnoxiously. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it annoys me too. It annoys mm-hmm. me too. But I mean, I guess the thing that I say, both of you guys are different. You know, people are different. And, um, you know, him asking questions and being inquisitive, like he really, I guess he really just wants to know, you know, beforehand. I mean, and so just, I feel like it's just the 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 approach. Yeah, the approach is the approach is kind of <laughs> direct sometimes. Yeah. But um, but maybe he's doing those things because again, I'm not communicating effectively beforehand. Like if I give all that information prior to, then those questions would not would not have to happen. You know. Um, and so that's something that I'm working on right now. But also, I think there's that. I think that's just the way he is. Because there's some questions that he asks that I think... I'm, I'm going to say like he's like forbidden to ask, but I, I just don't think he should be asking me stuff like that. Asking you? Like, just like, 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 um... Like, like them stalker type questions. <laughs> well, asking you, like, where you going? No, not like where I'm going. It's just that one, he like... He, okay. So the reason those annoy me is that he asks me where I'm going. Or, like, say I, say I go to a place, like, before he gets a chance to ask where I'm going. Mm-hmm. You know, we got the little Life 360 thing. So, he he watches me, which is the part that annoys me. Is that he watch, he asks me where I'm going. But even if I don't say nothing, he, he's still going to know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I don't say nothing and I come back home, he'll, like, like he'll, be, he'll be like, you know, the movies where you come back home late uh-huh. and your parents is, like, waiting in the living room. Uh-huh. And they turn on the lights. That's him. <laughs> Why were you at such and such for this long? And I'll be like, bro, get out of my face with that. <laughs> well, that is something that we just working with him too. Just how to um, his relationship thing is kind of off, and I'm and I'm working hard with him on that too. Um, he loves you, he really does, and he worships the ground you walk on. He's just having a hard time really expressing that. And I guess when he does, he goes overboard because he's a very emotional, emotional kid. You know, he wears his art on his sleeve. And so, um, and like I told you before, he really loves you. He really does. Um, but that is kind of stalkerish. Uh, so for those who don't know, we have this app, Life360, where we can see where each other are at all times. And so Aiden just sit there and just watches where you are. Everybody. Yeah, he does. He really does. And, and calls you and says, well, why are you, why are you there for so long? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, what are you getting at, at the store? I don't know. It's kind of weird. But, um, I don't know. So, again, so I guess uh, we did all this talking for me to say one thing that I think I'm gonna I'm working on with you is if I see a situation or I see an opportunity um, that can enhance your life that, you know, or something I think, you know, you should, you should be doing, I have to do a better job of communicating the entire scope or my thought process. Or just have a discussion. You think that will help? I don't know. You don't know? Is it worth a try? Or are you just going to always feel like, I don't want to do it? Yeah. You always feel like you don't want to do it? I mean, it depends on what it is. If it's something that like, I want to do, and you say, let's do it. But if it's something that like I don't know anything about, or maybe if it's something that I do know about, and I just don't feel like doing it. Because I mean, cause that's tough right now. Like You about to go to college. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so... There are going to be some decisions that need to be made that you have no clue about. But you're going to say, I don't want to do it. But me having gone to college and made some mistakes in college, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to feel like, hey, this is to your benefit. You know, you need to be involved with this, you know, organization. Or you need to take this, you need to consider this internship. How are you going to deal with that? Um... I don't know. I feel like some. Of the, I feel like I feel like you already talked to me about some stuff that I might need to do because there's some stuff that I'm considering doing, 
because you've talked to me about it. And if I'm being honest, I don't want to do it. <laughs> but, but I'm going to do it. And part of me is like, why would I do this? Why am I doing this? Or why, like, in the future am I going to do this? But, you know. But you come to grips and you're going to do it anyway. Yeah, because I need to do it. Or, like, maybe the, just the way you made it sound uh-huh. it sounded good. You know, like, I need this. I don't want to do it. I already know how I'm, already know how I'm gonna feel. Uh-huh. But I, I got to do it. But you know when you but you know when you do that sometimes it just it projects in the way you do it in the spirit of the way you do it. Like I said yesterday with making the bench, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to do it. I'm gonna do it, and so the effort you put put forward is gonna be like I don't really want to do this, and I want to be here. So it's not gonna reap the benefit that it should reap, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just need to know how I can get you to perform. <laughs> well, it depends on what we're doing. If it's something that I that you force me to do and then I end up making the best out of it then I'm going to do better but if it's something like I don't know something that I, I don't want to do and then I get there and then I still don't want to do it uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to still do it but it's not going to be like you know all like happy and cheery mm-hmm. okay alright hmm I'm trying to think of something that you that you I said hey let's do this and you're like I don't want to do it and you get there and you realize Okay, this is pretty fun. I like this. You ever have any moments like that with us? I probably have, but I don't remember what it was. Probably have, I just can't remember what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is that's a work in progress. So yeah. I guess I need to know if I need to just stop making you do things. But I have a fear if I stop making you do things. I never said stop, I just said. So you don't want me to stop? Yeah, we talked about this before. Okay, so. Okay. Like, 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 you used to always ask me, like, like, what, like, what do you need me to change? Like, nothing. Like, don't stop me. I mean, I, I'm gonna stop any, any way. I'm gonna stop attitude. But <laughs> you're my dad, so I'm not gonna say no. Okay. I, I, feel, I think I, I did. Use, you know, when, when we talk a lot, I used to say that. Do you want? I what, is, what was I? I used to say. Would you rather me just leave you alone? Yeah, I used to say that. You know, just stop doing whatever, stop doing whatever, and you always say. I would say no. No. So okay. This is very complex, but it's honest. You know what I'm saying? I like that. So, so to conclude this discussion about doing things, you more than likely are not going to want to do what I suggest you to do, but you're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Correct. Yes. But you do not want me to stop making you do things. Yes. You want me to continue my approach of making you do things, yes. With the addition, because it's like for it's like at the end of the day, I'm gonna not want to do it. So like if like if it's something that you said like 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 you said you said you see things that I don't see because you're my dad and you've experienced stuff like that or you know you're older kind of like wiser, so I guess you can say. And and you, if it's something that you feel like I need to do, but of course me I'm gonna be like no I don't want to do it. I just want to chill. But if it's something you need to do, I'm, at the end of the day, I'm gonna still do it. Mm. I'll be like, you know, it's something that he, that he want me to do, and like he forcing me to do it. I guess it's something he want me to do. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which, but you would also would like for me just to be just as do more give you more explanation. Yeah. Of why. Yeah. And more time. Yeah. To get your mind right. Okay. I guess in the midst of us talking right now, I used to take that real personally, but I get it now. I'm going to make a translation to athletics. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And the translation to athletics is this. I play football. You play soccer. And on both teams, we both athletically, we want to be good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We want to be stars. And coach is telling you we got sprints at the end, at the end of practice. <laughs> right? Yeah. We don't want to do it. Yeah. But we're going to do it. No matter how long. You've been playing ball since you were four, four years old. I have been playing ball from, let's say, high school through college. And there's never a time when coach say, all right, line up, that we're saying, oh, yes, give me these sprints. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> it's always like. But we're still going to do it. But we're still going to do it because we know at the end of the day, he put this together to make us better. Yeah. So that's the same principle. Yes. Bam, I like that. That makes sense. Good job, Ian. Uh-huh. <laughs>
Because <laughs> I just, I just, I really just take it real personal. I'm like, dude, like, at what point are you just going to, you know, be cheery about what I'm telling you to do because I'm telling you what's right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's, it's like running sprints. I'm never going to like running, but I know it's for my benefit, so I'm just going to do it, you know, and reap the benefits of it. Okay. Okay. I, I think I can deal with that. Can you deal with that? I've been dealing with it. <laughs> You know what time it is now? It is birthday. It's your birthday. Birthday song. Alright, so this episode we're doing, we're still on R&B, but we're going to do R&B songs on our fifth birthday. Okay. So you probably should know some of these songs. Maybe, yeah, probably. Okay, okay. So uh, so for our fifth birthday, and so I'm going to start with mine, um, my birthday song on my fifth birthday uh, which was October 27, 1980. And uh, my song is Funkin' for Jamaica uh, by Tom Brown. So here's Funkin' for Jamaica by Tom Brown. definitely definitely remember this song i remember jamming this song well beyond my fifth birthday what you think um it was good i liked it (laughs) (laughs) it sounds so fake (laughs) it was good it was it was vibing yeah it had a groove uh it's just the fact that they it was like a conversation the whole time yeah like maybe like a minute like a whole minute of just talking with a beat with a beat yeah, I think I don't know. I think it. I think it may be a jazz song, but uh, it was real popular. So I know that was being played on my fifth birthday because we all know that black children <laughs> birthday party turned into black parents birthday party bomb parties get-togethers uh, after they served that cake and ice cream. Uh, they put all the kids away, and then the grown folks <laughs> come out and do their thing. So I know that was being played on my fifth birthday. So, next up is going to be your birthday song, uh, which is September 7th, 2007. Uh, Let It Go by Keisha Cole featuring Missy Elliott and Lil' Kim. Think you heard the song before? No, I'm going to finish it. Alright, here we go. Uh, Let It Go by Keisha Cole. You need to get it, feet don't want to love you the right way. He ain't going to, it ain't where he's at. 
Featuring Missy Elliott and Lil Kim, Let It Go. So you remember that song, huh? Yeah, I do. That was a banger. Five years old, boy. <laughs> you were jammed to that right now. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good song. Um, I saw you vibing over there when it first came on. Eyes got big. What were you thinking about? Don't worry about it. <laughs> what were you thinking about? I mean, I was like, oh, I didn't hear this before. It's a, it's a good song. I like it. Okay. You say you hadn't heard it before. I have heard it before. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Good deal. Alright, so next up birthday song is gonna be Aiden's birthday song when he was five years old. So that would be November 29th, 2011. So you definitely gonna know this song. You were like what, 10, 11, 9 years old? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so you'll know this one. Alright, so his song is Ninjas in Paris. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, by Jay Z. And uh, Kanye West. So we're gonna skate to uh, one song, one song. So I ball so hard, niggas wanna find me. But first, gotta find me. What's 50 grand to a motherfucker like me? Can you please remind me? Ball so hard, this shit crazy. Y'all don't know that don't face. And that's the go. Oh, for 82, when I look at you like you a gravy. Ball so hard, where? We ain't even pope be here. Ball so hard, since we here. It's only right that we be fair. Psycho, I'm libo, to go Michael. Take your pick. Jackson, Tyson, Jordan. Game six, also hard. Got a broke clock, rollies that don't tick tock. All the Mars that's losing time, hitting behind all these big rocks. Also hard, I'm shocked too. I'm supposed to be locked up too. You escape, but I escape. You be in Paris, get passed up too. Also hard, let's get faded. Libraries for like six days. Gold bottles, soul models, spilling ace on my sick days. Also hard, let's behave. Just might let you meet gay. Shot towns, B rolls, moving the next. BK, Hey, it's ball so hard. She said, Yeah, can we get married at the mile? <laughs> hey, that was a huge, huge record right there uh, when they put it together. So that was uh, Jay Z and Kanye West. Ninjas in Paris. You remember that one, don't you? Yeah. That was big time. Mm-hmm. Everybody listen to that. I don't know. You don't know. No. You were you being into it? Jay Z um, and Kanye West, or just Kanye West? Um, 
Not then. I'll say I am now. Like I did. I, I didn't listen to music back then like I do now. Oh, okay. So you you've listened to it re- more recently than you did when it first came out. Um. Yeah. The entire album. Yeah. Oh, okay. But not like. Oh, then watch the phone. Yeah. Okay. But of course, of course, I've heard heard that song before. Yeah. Yeah. It was on every radio station. Every radio station. All right. Good deal. All right. So that was our birthday song. So um, we'd like to first of all thank everybody for tuning in on this second episode. Um, just like a good fine wine, we get better in time. So um, again, um, I've been your host, uh, Bernard Young, chilling with my son in Good Talk. In I really appreciate you, man. No problem. No problem. <laughs> if you want to reach out to us, you can email us at uh, young young younger twenty at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at young young underscore younger. Um, you can follow me on my personal email, um, my first personal um, IG page at um, a Bernard Young. Um, and what about you? Man? How people can get at how can people can get at you? Uh, follow me on in dot yo underscore or you can follow XO No Life, you know. XO No Life, how you spell that? What you doing? Um XO. Uh-huh. Or yeah, XO, like the letter O. And uh, I think it's an underscore. <laughs> I, I yeah. Think it, yeah, yeah. XO underscore no dot L I F Alright, so XO No Life or N J O. Alright, good deal, man. Alright, until next time, we bid you farewell. Again, thank you for rocking with us. Peace.